Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Acrolysis. Acrolysis has released Revolution, an absolute kick-ass album you'll go to again and again. And here is my interview with Acrolysis. Hello, my friend. Good. Hi, Bob. How you doing, mate? Doing great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Oh, no, thank you, mate. The pleasure's all mine. I'm glad we got to uh, organize the time zone difference and uh, have a chat, man. It's a pleasure. I wanted to ask about the creative process for Revolution. How did it go for you? Yeah, no, so, like, one thing you should know that uh, from a production standpoint that we're all uh, DIY from our first EP to this record. We've um, all done it ourselves. I've been tasked from the band to wear my producer slash production cap. So from that mm. standpoint and from our experiences that we had with our previous EPs and collaborations, this is just the next level, the next evolution, especially tackling a 11 song album. <laughs> but you know, challenges are fun, I guess. Um, from a recording standpoint, we've then the sort of the, uh, the way we do our recordings normally, we haven't changed much since we do it DIY. We just come up with some ideas, jam it together, arrange it, do a quick demo track, and then start laying everything down from the drums all the way up to the vocals, and bada bing, bada boom. Song right there. Album right there. Well, you got to be very proud because you did a kick-ass job with it from top to bottom. Oh, with only a few exceptions. The only thing that I do not do and that we have a little bit of outside help is with the mixing and mastering. Just because, you know, trying to get performances and sounds and all the things together. You know, I'd blow myself pretty much in the head if I had to worry about mixing and mastering as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a good friend um, named Matt Clark. He plays in uh, To The Grave. Actually, was uh, he actually did a tour with uh, Carnifex down your side of the fence in America just recently. Just ah. came back. So he's mixed To The Grave. He's done Heathen Spawn, Bastardizer, uh, Lycanthrope. And now he's been a really big help, especially making our, you know, recordings actually sound bloody huge. So, you know, I got to give a bit of <laughs> thanks and credit to him because he's been an absolute treat to work with and a little bit like a pseudo mentor trying to guide us through the process of trying to figure out how to do this ourselves my favorite track on the album is liar i wanted to ask you if you could speak on that song that's very interesting liar you like liar i always yeah. get very uh, different uh you know from friends and people coming uh telling us what songs are like it's always a different song but liar yeah no i'm so with liar I mean, that song generally just um, generally was about, uh, um, I mean, if you can't tell by the title of the record, we are very political. So this one was a little bit of a straightforward dig at politicians, institutions, mm. you know, just calling it straight out a little bit more to the point and direct, which is kind of the way we like doing it over here. The Acro Boys like doing it. So... Yeah, it's a lot more of a straightforward sort of song. Straightforward riff, straightforward groove, just locking it in, kicking ass. A little bit of a clean part at the end just to kind of throw people yeah. off. And it comes right back in. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And another one of my favorites is Salting the Earth. Oh, I wanted to know if you could. Yes, I wanted to know if you could speak on that one as well. Yeah, actually, there's a funny story with that one. Um, so, funnily enough, I was outside in the city, you know, night out, mm-hmm. going to the pubs, the clubs, doing all that sort of stuff. And, you know, as you walk by a club, as you well know, they love playing their uh, electronica, EDM. And what you notice is you just notice that, you know, wom, 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 wom as you're outside. And so at that moment, a little bit of inspiration hit. And I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of pretty cool. eh? I just started imagining it with some guitars, bass, drums kind of hitting you. And so a lot of that intro bit of that song was actually inspired by walking past the nightclub at like one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You never know where you get your inspirations from. They're very weird. That's right. Uh, yeah, with that song as well, again, ties to the whole revolution, our sort of political, socially conscious sort of lyrics that I like writing about, you know. Um, just kind of leans towards a lot of the chaos and especially that we're feeling it, you know, today. Sure, absolutely. Post-COVID, you know, you feel a lot of tension. I mean, just spend five minutes in social media and you'll want to, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's sort of what it's about. But it also has a positive message in it, you know. I feel, I feel like with our music, we also want to, although it can be very grim and very political and very, you know, on the attack, I'd also like to think that we do try to encourage unity, thinking for yourself, all that sort of stuff, you know. I mean, at yeah, the end of the day, we, we share that humanity with one another. And I think that's also the goal that we try also put in those, uh, put in our words and what we try to say. And I also wanted to ask you, mm. in, in putting the album together, as far as yeah. your end of the deal and working on getting the tracks together, what was the hardest for you to lay down? So, funnily enough, it's actually very interesting when you go into a, a recording, or because a lot of these songs, these are like for some people that have seen us do our thing down or good in the land down under. <laughs> um, a lot of these songs are actually the oldest ones that we had. So in that sense, it's actually insane that we actually were able to release this stuff. Like 16-year-old me is over the fucking moon. <laughs> some of this shit. But um, when you're jamming or putting this stuff together, you know, things just start coming together. You play in front of an audience. They start feeling you're like, yeah, cool. You walk into a recording session and it's a completely different environment. You know, every it, it's it's a lot more. Everything you do is under the magnifying glass. So as sure. you start recording and putting it together, you start realizing, like, hold on, I'm listening back to this song, listening to a guitar part or a bass part or a drum part, and you're just sitting there uh, looking at the other guys, going, "Why doesn't it sound <laughs> right. like the way we play it?" <laughs> right. So you start getting into like, okay, the nitty gritty, like, oh, maybe hard you know need to sit a bit more back or let the drums push forward or maybe the bass needs to move a bit you know kind of push it along or you know so you start kind of figuring out why these songs work within that perspective you take that magnifying glass or you pop open the hood and realize like oh that that's why it does that yeah cool so i would say with a lot of the songs it was i was just trying to kind of like reverse engineer why these songs, you know, have that impact when you play them or when you feel them in the room. Although, there is one song on there that 
also has another interesting story about it. So the opening song, The Broken Sun, which is like this huge instrumental, got like strings and guitars and acoustic and piano and keys. And so the idea, it's, 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 it's fucking huge in terms of, of what we've ever done in terms of scope, I'm trying to figure out how to use a bloody violin for one of them. Right. Um, so the idea with that song is that we always wanted something to open up the record, kind of lull the people some sort of like nice false sense of security and then wind back the backhand and then just whack them when the record died. But there were a few uh, criteria that we wanted to, um, that we wanted to meet. So one of the things was, is that we didn't want to do the typical, like the rule was, okay, now let it know, distorted guitars, what we normally do. We wanted to try and incorporate instruments that <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily expect. And also from the writing perspective, we wanted to try, because it is a, so it's about four minutes, I think, of an instrumental. Yeah. And it was pretty long, but the idea was is that we, even though, you know, there might be some listeners, you know, that love the metal and love fucking rocking out. The idea was like, okay, it's not my usual cup of tea, but this is pretty cool, eh? <laughs> right. Like, I don't mind it. So the idea was, so when we wrote it, when I started putting the harmonic sort of parts to it i kind of went super musical nerd on it so like using like oh, here, here you go you're gonna really see my music nerd coming out at the moment so like g11s and e flat major sevens and fucking f6s and i was just, i really went to town on the musical nerd stuff so it was so and i've never written like that before i have the knowledge to do that but it kind of misses the point of metal. You know, you write some good riffs, sure. get some good bass, get some good drums and kick some ass. <laughs> so, and yeah. uh, I wanted to also ask you, the album artwork is amazing. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the artist that was involved. Yes, so the artist that we get involved is, uh, uh, they're called Awful Band. They're a group, of, they're, a, they're a company online that, uh, the owner Vlad, who's Ukrainian, doesn't live in Ukraine at the moment. But him and his team, um, we've worked with since we did our first EP. They're just really good, easy to work with. They take our concept and just really bring a lot of artistic life to it. A lot of, we've always enjoyed working with them because their style, the way they approach their ideas, you know, they take these little silly concepts and I can't draw for shit. Like I can barely draw a shit stick figure, let alone <laughs> the stuff they do. You know? So to have those guys and his team working on, you know, some ideas. Um with Revolution in particular, we were actually having a very difficult time trying to come up with uh a cover for that because, you know, when you hear Revolution you think of the typical things, you know, people revolting, fists up in the air. Sure. We're just sitting there going, we don't want to do that. What what else could we do that's a little bit different? You know, still has those themes, but maybe tries doing something else with it. And actually enough, uh, my father, funnily enough, was like, I heard you've been having trouble. Why don't you try this? And he showed me like these old school, uh, old school, ancient cave paintings where, you know, they took a bit of clay, put it on their hands and then threw it up on a cave wall. And I'm like, huh. 
that's different. So kind of, I like the idea because it kind of um, made this concept of revolution and resistance something as old as humanity itself. And I love that idea. So we kind of went with the idea, gave it to the guys in the band, Vlad and the team, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, bada bing, bada boom, album cover. <laughs> and uh, what can bands look for next? What's the next step for the band? Will you take to the road? Um, <laughs> so at the moment, we are planning to do uh, our first tour uh, around uh, our, side, our backyard, around Australia, a few cities. I think we are planning to do seven, but it's still in the planning process. We're doing it with um, another band from here called Reva, who I, funnily enough, half of our band actually plays in Reva and two-thirds of Reva make up Acrolysis. But, you know, two <laughs> birds, one stone, why not? Sure. You know, we've known these guys for such a long time. We've been great friends, play music together now, you know, so we're going to head out because they've released the record as well. We thought, well, let's go out and show what we've got to the masses. So hopefully we're aiming for that in April next year, some April, May, early May, sometime around then. So we'll do, be doing a few shows uh, around the good old land down under, hitting a few spots. And then after that, for us, well, here's an interesting tidbit. We actually have the next record done. We're wow. just sitting on it. Yeah, COVID was great in yeah. some respects. Sure. Shit everywhere else, but productive of music recording, productive. You're at home all the time. I'm like, all right, boys, we'll send each other the material, see what we've got, because we couldn't be around each other. And we'll, I mean, you know, we've got, we've got all this time, you know. The world's yeah. shut down. Might as well just start getting, you know, the next record out. At the moment with that, we're just in a debate and discussion on, you know, which should be the singles, what songs do people like. So, Rob, mate, if you want a little bit of an exclusive access, I'd love to hear your opinion on what songs resonate and send you uh, some super secret tracks. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think another thing with COVID is that one thing I'm sure you've noticed that, as well as I, that after that time period ended, some of the best fucking metal albums of all time have been released. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it seems like everyone was in the same boat of fucking knuckling down and just creating some awesome shit. Yes, I think uh, uh, there were a lot of bands that didn't have that time and it's kind of like, well, we got X amount of time in between tours, let's crank one out and people actually had time to put stuff together and and take that time. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it amazes me, especially within the um, circumstances of what COVID was, you know. We no no one's near each other. You don't have that same sort of um, interaction you normally have when you're you know you're with your boys and you're writing material or you know you have that interaction. It's like okay, we have to figure out how we're gonna do this. Yes, and try to keep that sort of energy. But no, but no one's really around each other. It's through you know text messages and emails and you know Zoom call fucking Zoom yeah. call. Jesus Christ. <laughs> If I never hear that fucking company again, I swear I'll be a happy camper. Die happy. I will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so that's we've we've got, we took on that sort of approach, I and mean, hopefully it's going to be good. I mean, again, we've got some links. It's all done. 
send it to you. I'd love to hear your opinion on it, you know, because we're Absolutely. still debating and arguing which songs, oh, it should be this song. No, 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 it should be this song. No, no, no. You're both wrong. It should be this song. <laughs> so, you know, kind of, we always like um, Q&Aing, uh, sort of. Uh, it sounds very corporate, very yucky, but we always like to see what people like and what people think because, you know, you told me you loved Lion, and Salt in the Earth, and I'm like, oh, they're great songs. But, you know, when you get the feedback from people, you always hear different things. Sure. And different, like, oh, I love this song, but I hate that song. But my mate is the complete opposite to you. He likes the song you hate and hates the song <laughs> you love. <laughs> right. so I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I think one thing um, I can definitely tell you for sure is that you've definitely made a fan with me. And uh, I started going back your old catalog and mm. game, and going through that i wanted to ask you if you could give me a band's history and tell me how this all began <sighs> well fucking let me take you back to jesus christ i'm only 26 but i'm gonna sound old, <laughs> I'm gonna sound old when i do this um so yeah no i mean like look started really getting into metal and a lot of the heavy stuff like really getting into it back in 2014. I mean, I always had a love and appreciation for it. I mean, I remember listening to Ace of Spades when I was a kid and going, oh, that's a cool song. And then seeing the music video and realizing that that guitar isn't a guitar. It's a bass guitar. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, so I feel like that was, you know, five-year-old me kind of set me on that course. But in um 2014, I uh, saw... Went to a festival, saw a bunch of bands, and I'm like, yeah, man, this is kind of what I want to do. Like, that energy, that the music, the the unity, it's like it was just amazing. So, started looking for musicians, started kind of putting a few songs together, which is some of the songs that you hear on Revolution, trying to find some members that we have. Our, and then eventually we found um, our bassist, Bubba, Muddle Bubba, Rohit is his name, but we call him, oh, it's just his nickname, Bubba. And... um. We are our original drummer, Mr. Um, Amit Bame, who actually played on this record, who is no longer with us, but we have uh, brought on the talents of Phil McDermott to uh, be playing drum. Um, yeah, started just um, playing songs, putting the songs together, trying to play, uh, play these songs out live, realizing like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. The songs reverberate, they got a great energy, great groove. And then we just started releasing material, releasing EPs, releasing a collaboration. Now we have the album out. <laughs> and and now I'll take a moment to make you feel better. My first yeah. introduction to Lemmy was listening to Hawkwind. That'll tell you my age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before. Oh, I mean, you can argue before Lemmy became Lemmy, but I feel like Lemmy was always Lemmy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same yeah, style. Some things don't change. Oh, they never do. <laughs> <laughs> they never do. More things change, the more they stay the same. That's right. I wanted to ask you as well, um, what has been the best advice that has been given to the band along your musical journey? Oh, God. I mean, a lot of awesome people drop some awesome gems. I feel like there's a, there's, there's a good handful my, my, one of my favorites that I, when I work, because I, uh, I work as a session musician, so one of the things, a little bit of humility and a bit of restraint go a long way, mm -hmm. you know? 
you know, it's a, uh, it's a club. Music's a collaborative protest. So a thank you and a please, you know. <laughs> right. It's a very important thing. Um, I feel like also as well, um, when we started performing, I, I, you know, if you ask 16-year-old, 14, 16-year-old me if I was going to be a vocalist, guitarist, frontman, producer, I think he'd probably die from shock. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, I've had some very good uh, peers. Again, uh, the guys in Reva, vocalist named Zach. I mean, he's a, a super impressive performer. Like, just plays his guts. And I remember in 2018, we'd play with him a lot. And so it was like a master class in how to be a fucking frontman. I'd just watch him every night and just kick ass. So there was that lesson of from him, like, you, you, you just got to give it your all all the time. You know, you got to be, if you're going to do something like this and play music, you got to kind of give more than just your heart and soul to it. You got to give it everything and hold nothing sure. back. Sure. And make sure you buy a beer for your sound tech because he's going to make or break you. Oh, of course. They're the uh, <laughs> unsung hero. <laughs> if they like you, they'll make you sound really good. If they don't, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep your sound tech happy, ladies and gentlemen. Rule number one. <laughs> when you uh, when you're not working on music, or if, if you get in a spot where you're creating and you need to clear your mind, what are th- some things you like to do in your spare time that you um enjoy, um like hiking or something like that? I mean, uh, so one of the things like I mean, you know. Video games are always a great time, but I also realize how quick are they, um, how much time can go by when you're doing that sort of stuff, you know? Sure. Because I'm a bit of a completionist, so I like to dedicate myself wholly <laughs> to um, something I'm doing. So video games are great. You know, they're a great way to kind of relieve myself, or relieve myself, kind of unwind. But the only problem is, is that you start losing track of time as soon as you kind of get a bit too into it. I mean, look, the other things I like doing because, you know, I kind of, and I'm very grateful for this, kind of work as a musician full time. So I do session work, help out at uh, colleges and schools, have my own recording company because I decided like, well, I've got all this gear. Why don't I just record like a bunch of bands that, you know, trying to do the same thing as me and, you know, give them the opportunity you know, to be able to do the things the way they want to do them and kind of guide them through because, you know, getting into a recording process for your first time is always a steep learning curve sometimes. Absolutely. (laughs) Until you get into that environment, you know what I mean? Like you think you're good and you walk out out of your first recording session going, man, maybe I should be an accountant or something. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. This is fucking hard, eh? (laughs) But, you know, we, 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 we had those experiences during our time. So, you know, like I wanted to provide um, something for the guys and my peers that, you know, they can have the experience to learn, but also, you know, to create something that they're proud of and that, you know, sure. that, that they can be, you know, really, really like, oh, look at this, look what we did. I'm super happy with it. And then give them five years and they're like, 
well, you know, I didn't really like that or that. And I'm like, fuck, guys, all right, Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, so, like, in terms of, like, I'm, I'm always kind of bouncing between things. So it actually kind of gives me the time to kind of, in a, in a sense, unwind and maybe focus on something different. Again, the recording stuff I do is not always metal. You know, like, whoever wants to come make music or record or collaborate or be creative, like, I'm, uh, I dig it. Well, regardless of whatever it is, you know? Sure. And just providing that experience for them, you know? And as far as the band's concerned, uh, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy from the band? What's the best way? Um, our best, we do have a band camp, which I'll say is probably the best way to access our... Music not only digitally, digitally but as, as well, any physicals or merch. At the moment, we don't have anything up there, but we are planning to get physicals done for the new year because, you know, everything fucking costs money. So we're sure. pulling together our resources to get it uh, done, just finalizing the crossing, uh, crossing our T's and dotting our I's, so to speak. But we should be having um new shirt very soon, just trying to find the company for us if I can print them and also uh, the physicals for the album as well because you know metal's old school they love having a nice little uh, physical for people to enjoy absolutely I think uh, that's one of the best parts of memories I have in my childhood is uh, and back in the day the major acts would have a midnight opening to release the album, and uh, we wait in line for blocks. Blocks, yes, I lines long. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and to come home and rip that shrink wrap off and fuck again to cover and everything. Those were just like magic memories for me. Yeah, there's always that magic with physicals. I mean, like. I was born in a time when CDs were just approaching. We were approaching the twilight. You know, streaming services and YouTube weren't definitely weren't a thing growing up, but I remember getting a bunch of CDs and having the in the car like treasure troves of CDs just lying yeah. everywhere from everything. <laughs> so uh, I always have a connection to uh, the good old physical CD. As I started growing up, you get into the vinyl experience, and that was sure. oh my god! <laughs> I see why people dig vinyls. It's it's uh, it's a whole the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it puts you more immersed in the album as well, because you have everything there. You got the cover, you got the lyrics, got all them, all them fucking treats that go along with it that just amplify the experience. Oh, yeah. You know, it gives the artist an opportunity to, to you know, uh, engross the audience, their listeners, into what they're trying to do. It gives you just more of an opportunity, you know. Nowadays with Spotify, you upload it, you're like, yeah, cool. But, you know, you kind of lose some of that magic. That's sort of uh, the, uh, the, the, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, experience. Yeah, we'll go with experience. Yeah. They're more cups of coffee, I think. But, yeah, it just allows them more opportunity to kind of engross you into what they're trying to do. You know, kind of like that with a bit of streaming services, unfortunately. But, you know, convenience. I think a lot of the problem with the is I notice so many 
fans nowadays don't immerse themselves completely into an album. Like I can't, I can't push myself to just listen to random tracks. If I want to hear an album, I want to hear the entire thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I realized what Spotify rap was recently, and I realized it's like you like listening to records all the way through. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's the way I like listening. Also, as well, you know, like, yeah, I think you'll agree with this. Like, uh, you know, my my dad was the one that really got me onto Pink Floyd and all those guys. Like the whole album experience and it's like how the hell with a record like that are you supposed to just listen to the one thing you know it's a 30 right. minute commitment and i'm gonna commit to the 30 minutes 37 <laughs> i think oh, yeah. that. Okay. but i also think in, in a way as well like this is also an interesting thing that acro does is that when we write or when we try to come up with things we always come up with things for the collection you know, it's mm. not we write not just for let's write a song. It's like okay, let's let if we're gonna do an album or an EP, let's try write something that keeps the listener from song one to song whatever. Yeah, engaged, interested. You know, try and then as well, like we try do uh, as best as we can. You know, try do different things or try. You know, okay, well we've got a fast tempo, very thrashy song here well, why don't we just try change it up a bit and sure. try to do something a little bit different just to keep that listener rather than skipping to another song or uh, go rather than skipping to another song there you know go like hold on this is different <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll keep listening you know so that's the way we try to approach it also from a that also translates to a life perspective you know you go out to a gig it's the nth metal band that's on they're doing the thing you know uh, I've seen it happen sometimes, you know, some people are like, okay, cool. Yep. That this is what they are. Cool. I'm just going to go get a beer and maybe have a piss or, you know, right. <laughs> do something like that. So when we, you know, especially playing these songs live and playing them for a long time, you know, having that versatility and just changing it up a little bit kind of makes them go, Oh, wait, I hold my piss. Let me hear this song. <laughs> and a little bit of that goes a long way. It really does. Variety is the spice of life. That's a, that's another little uh, tidbit I've learned through my time. You know, no harm in uh, doing something a little different, changing it up ever so slightly. Lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give any message to your fans. I'd like to give you the floor to give whatever message you have. Oh, well, I mean, you know. We're, we're, uh, I'm just a, uh, I still feel like I'm that kid from, you know, 16 year old kid from a, I am that, I mean, I'm still from Sydney, Australia, but I feel like that 16 year old kid. And it's just, you know, amazing. Any, any listen, any spin that, you know, our fans or people who dig us or like what we do give a play, it means the world. You know, again, still that 16 year old kid in me is just going like, people actually want to listen to this. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So you know, um, uh, any, any, every, every, and any support for uh, what Acrolysis does, it really means, you know, the world to me, to what we do. You know, like it doesn't matter how big or small. Whether you buy a shirt, play it on Spotify, download a digital from Bandcamp, watch a watch our silly, you know, music videos and stuff like that. You know, like it, it means the world, really. I mean, I think that's what to me is what you know kind of keeps us going, keeps an artist going that we're. Just people dig it and then we're connecting with people and people want to listen to it. 
So as long as that still happened, we'll be around. You know, we're like herpes. You can never really get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> once you catch us, you know. You can't catch it once anyway. It's fun. And I think that's one of the great appeals of this band is that you guys uh, deliver great energy and a great feel throughout. And uh, you definitely earned a fan in the end with this album. And I couldn't wait to interview you and get the word out on this album. I appreciate that, uh, Rob. It really means a lot, especially like, you know, social media, online, the internet, everyone's connected. So it blows my mind sometimes that we're able to reach the corners of the world, especially, you know, Australia's a bit like the kid on the outside where everyone's playing ball and we're poking over the fence going, hey, man, we want to join in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we feel like that sometimes, but, you know, it's awesome that, you know, you know, double-edged sword that social media and the internet is, you know, like it, it comes with its fucking problems, which we're learning through. But, you know, it's awesome that we're able to connect with people like yourself halfway across the world, you know, and yeah. that radiates some people over there. And it, it means a lot. It, re- it really blows my mind. It, 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 it's, it's insane to fathom sometimes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, uh, I have, you know, uh, most of my 40... I think 7% of my fans are in the States, but you know, I'm in 28 different countries and I'm just getting amazed every time I see, Oh man, this dude's from Egypt. He's listening to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going through those Spotify analytics, you're like, where the fuck is that? <laughs> I've never heard of that country before. <laughs> or that city. I'm like, cool. Yeah. You got one there. That's awesome. And as well, and here's a little another tidbit I've learned. You win them over one at a time. You win, you connect with people one at a time. Sure. And I think that's the cool thing. Yeah, blows my mind again. Hard to put into words sometimes. Well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, it's been, been an absolute pleasure, Rob. I mean, look, thank you for reaching out and digging what we do. To, again, means a lot for... Uh, it's on the butt end of the world, but, you know, we'll keep doing what we do. And hopefully people dig it and like it and, you know, appreciate it. Really do. And well, i got to send you, you that uh, super secret second record for you to listen uh, to. Remind me. Ab- absolutely. And you have, a great, you have a great morning, my friend. It's, uh, it's early in your day. Yeah, I had a few cups of coffee. It's about oh, 10.35 here in sunny Sydney. I mean, we got pissed out with the rain fucking yesterday. Jesus Christ. Hailed the size of fucking golf balls yesterday, but it's a little bit sunny. Yeah. Good old Australia. Don't know what weather you're going to get. So you have to kind of prepare for everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like Ohio in the States. Um, We always uh, talk about you can have all four seasons in one day here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get what you mean. eh? It's like, do I need an umbrella? A a jacket? Short? I'll just bring it sure. fucking all. Who cares? Oh, oh, it's all ready to go. I'm ready to go. Prepared for anything. Yeah, right. Knock some fucking sixes out. You know, well, I don't play golf. I fucking don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, my friend. Enjoy your day. And I hope that you'll keep me updated with any new news as it comes about. We can get it out there, my friend. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on, man. I, I, it means the world to me. It really does.
All right. Cheers, my friend. Take care, brother. Thank you very much. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor a podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.